service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Mr. David O'Reilly is in the building today for Sunday service. We have got a lot going on and let's kick it all off with probably the best news any Sex and the City fan could have ever gotten during the week. Absolutely. Laura, let me tell you the news that none of us ever thought would come. Really and truly, we never thought. And in a world where rumours and secrets seem to be able to be leaked left, right and centre, this one was not. It has been exclusively revealed that Kim Cattrall, aka Samantha Jones, uh, in Sex and the City will make a cameo appearance in the season finale of the next season of the Sex and City reboot and just like that and let me tell you the internet's broken the internet is gone like it hasn't actually gone this far since Kim Kardashian's arse with the champagne (laughs) on the back of it but please tell me about my favourite part of it because she has set it up in the most Samantha Jones way ever she's not going to be appearing in a scene with anybody else no the 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 rumours are that she, she I mean even the showrunner uh, wasn't there so SJP wasn't there the showrunner wasn't there it was filmed in a very secret location in New York and basically she has filmed her scene alone it is a phone call between her and Carrie Bradshaw I believe but she had no interaction with Sarah Jessica Parker whatsoever so it is very low key it'll be interesting to see what the purpose of it is for well I mean I, the, the finale of it just like that last year was Carrie in Paris and she gets a text from Samantha Jones yes. they had to have known that this was happening then and that Kim Cattrall had agreed to go into it because if, if not it would have made no sense to do that text you know you couldn't stay doing just a text interaction every now and again you have to give us a little bit more so are they just going to tease her in the back of I don't know them passing each other by in a restaurant or something along those lines I just you have to kind of stand on the side of Kim Cattrall that she's stuck to her guns and she has not she's like I will do this because Samantha Jones is an icon but I am not going to put myself in a position because look at she has been very open about the fact that she absolutely despises Sarah Jessica Parker yeah and I think it's really interesting I've heard some people um, say that you know coming out in defence of SJP and saying that Kim was wrong and this is showing her bitterness when actually I just think that she was going through such an emotionally uh, unstable time for herself back then and I actually met her um, backstage at a sorry <laughs> rewind give us this story instead so I was doing Lady Windermere's fan at the time in London's West End and she originally was offered the production to play one of the parts which she turned down um, and Jennifer Saunders said to me one evening because she was in the play come back to my dressing room after the show and Kim Cattrall was there and this was just after her brother had sadly passed away okay. and the Instagram posts had been put up and I have to say she was abs- just give everybody a quick recap of the Instagram post just in case they're not fully aware of the drama that happened. So uh, Kim Cattrall's brother sadly died and SJP offered her uh, condolences out to Kim Cattrall uh, publicly saying, you know, about being a family and Kim Cattrall basically just let SJP have it in an Instagram post saying, you know, please stop using my personal circumstances as a way of reinstoring your good girl image to the media and stuff like that. So... You know, everyone was quite taken aback and obviously quite taken aback when um, Kim Cattrall appeared on Piers Morgan's live, Real Life Stories where she had said that she just thought that Sarah Jessica Parker could have been just a little bit more nice. You yeah. Know, a bit nicer. But I met her and I have to say she was very unlike you would imagine her to be. She's not a brash woman. She was very, very kind of kind and subtle and classy. And we all sat around. We all had a cup of tea and oh. it was very unsex in the city. A cup of tea. I know. Can you imagine? I was expecting heels and champagne, but it wasn't. Today we had Jennifer Saunders in a wig cap, and she Kim Cattrall had her, her hiking boots on, and we all drank a cup of tea. <laughs> I can't. 
cannot cope. This is the best story I've ever heard. Uh, so that's the drama with that. Um, obviously, the post at the time, she was so heartbroken and so hurt. And I totally get it because, look, these are kind of those things all the time. Like producer John John's always very he doesn't he doesn't understand social media. We will I'm just throwing him under the bus for that. Yeah. But he doesn't understand how you would post like Happy Mother's Day or Happy Father's Day to your parents who aren't there. Why don't you just say it to them privately? This is on a whole different level and a whole different scale. Contact her privately, say I'm so sorry for your loss. Of course. Then exactly. you might have been okay. But yeah, putting it out. Anyways, that's all to the side. She's stuck to her guns. She's absolutely not having a bar of it. There is no way that she's appearing in the same scene as her. But she's coming back and that's all we care about. That's all we care about and let's see if she'll come in for more appearances in season three it's not been commissioned yet there's no been a date on the next series after the one that we're about to get but fingers crossed and you never know she might make another cameo cannot wait myself and Africa used to speak about this all the time where we would say it is the worst TV show in the whole entire world but hook it to my veins and give me another hundred episodes because I'm never going to stop it's terrible <laughs> it's absolutely awful but we love it uh, speaking of terrible oh my god <laughs> Please tell us about Kendrick Lamar's new music video. Well, when this story came in, I hadn't seen the music video and I thought, well, Kendrick Lamar, you can't go wrong here. You know, he's a bit of an icon and his cousin, Baby Kim, if you will, have released their new single, The Hillbillies. And the video has been garnering some attention, shall we say, because of its locations, um, particularly in Dublin. So I had a little look, Laura, and it looks like it's been filmed on the back of a pencil case. <laughs> it is awful. Now, for me, the track, I don't, I'm not a fan of the track. I think it's repetitive. I don't like it. However, it is a wonderful little homage to Dublin. In a, they start off in London, LA, and then they come to Dublin and little streets like uh, King's uh, South Street, a hotel in Dublin, uh, Stevens Green, uh, through Stevens Green Shopping Centre by the place where I buy my smoothies. So I was like, there's Kendrick. But honestly, the way the two of them have filmed it, it is absolutely hilarious oh it, this is actually one of the best things I've ever seen so everybody can imagine the St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre and like I remember visiting it when we were younger that's why I'm pretty sure we did a school tour to the Stephen's Green Shopping Centre <laughs> no joke it was like we'll bring you up there for the day so like everyone knows the big glass roof on it uh, the big baubles hanging down yeah. and there is this just visualise Kendrick Lamar and Baby Keem coming down the escalator and it looks like the very first video phone and I'm going way back even before an iPhone they're videoing it on that and it's just all this in the background and they're just coming down they're doing the song it takes away from the song I, I, I couldn't even tell you what it sounds like because I couldn't get over the video clip uh, and, and uh, I was laughing to myself because they are filming in a hotel right but they're sitting out some of the hot sitting outside some of the hotel rooms and I was like imagine you came out of your hotel room and Kendrick Lamar was there filming on his iPhone or Nokia whatever <laughs> uh, his next music video you'd be like what on earth is going on here oh uh, if you get a second go and check it out because it's just worth a giggle on a Sunday uh, David O'Reilly we will be back on more Sunday service news we're going to be talking all about Una Healy and her new revenge track and also a bit of Al Pacino news which I didn't think would be appearing on this show oh, Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM we are joined back in studio again with Mr. David O'Reilly, the West End star and friend of Kim Cattrall. Thank you. That's actually going to be your intro from now on. I that's, love that. That's how I'm going to refer to you. Had a cup of tea with Kim Cattrall. I'd be putting that as my Instagram bio. I know, with her, her hiking boots on, I think is even better. <laughs>
Left off finish. Uh, please let us shed some light on Una Healy and her brand new music track that she has got out at the minute. Well, yeah, let's have a little bit of context uh, before I talk about the single because everybody will be aware that back in January she was everywhere because of the rumours and an Instagram post that gave the illusion um, that or impression that she was indeed in a thruple. Oh God, I can't believe we're still saying the word. I know, and it gives me the ache a little bit. I don't, I'm not judging anyone, but like, it just the word thruple. Do you, do you know what it is? It's each to their own. And if you absolutely. were in a polyamorous relationship and living your best life, then you absolutely go for it. And I, I do feel bad because this word has just been like used as a slag almost against against Una for so long 100%. now. 100%. Um, she hadn't spoken about it until last week where she went on Vogue and Joanne's My Therapist Goes To Me podcast and she set the record straight just very much like, look, I was seeing him, David Hay, mm-hmm. and he was seeing her. And, and that was it. And they ended up obviously on holidays together. And, and she came home and it was like, okay, she was in her phone here. It was like, oh, I'm going to go on a couple of dates, obviously. like And he made his intentions known from the very beginning. I'm not looking for a relationship, um, but he was a really nice guy. I'm, I'm absolutely paraphrasing everything she said. And then she came back home to Tipperary and was like, no, do you know what? I'm done with this. See you later. And that was it. And then... She dropped a new track. Oh, she did. So, uh, released on Tuesday, Walk Away is her new track. And let me tell you, it's a country vibe. It really is. And I actually think she sounds really good. And if you listen to the lyrics... People well, are... hang on, do you know what? You don't even have to actually, like, um, tell people what the lyrics are. We have a clip. Have Fantastic. a little listen to this. I, I, look, I'm going to come out straight away and say it. It has been six months since those rumours came out. And she broke her silence right as she dropped her brand new track. Uh, Honestly, genius. Clever lady. Genius. Now, people are saying that it's a real revenge track and that she has it out for David. And she actually really doesn't, you know. She she's used this to her advantage. She said there's no bad blood between her and David. Well, she speaks very highly of him and he speaks quite highly of her as well. And yeah. they're grown adults. Like, they know. Like you know, Everybody knows what's going on. But also, we love narrative. And everybody loves to imagine what a song is about. So, yeah. you know. And she will no longer be known as the Thurlis no you have my heart in the news while you were filling your boots there we go that is just glorious stuff altogether. now speaking of filling your boots Al Pacino god I'm really doing really bad puns today I'm sorry no <laughs> I like it I'm, in, I'm here for it I'm here for it Laura and let me tell you this story well tell me what you think Al Pacino is expecting his fourth child at the age of 83 with his girlfriend, Noor Alfala, who is 29. Now, I don't know whether or not this is like a club or something that they're all trying, <laughs> because Robert De Niro, 79, recently had a baby. So I don't know if they've all got this like little pack. To be honest, for me, even bringing a story here, I'm just like, what of it? You know, off with you. Well, like, actually, I've got more tea. Okay, I've go on. I've got more tea. The real story is the fact that he's now getting a paternity test. Oh, Because okay. he has said that there, he's had issues in the past that would prevent him from being able to procreate. So he's now asking for a paternity test. So that's the real story that, I was, oh, that I'm tickling you with. There we go. Because I was about to be like, are we really that bothered about, you know, adults who 
who are procreating and having children and yeah he's 83 but what of it they're happy hopefully but no but no he's <laughs> no. asking for a paternity test now which I think is scandalous do you think it's scandalous oh it's scandalous I mean listen <laughs> I don't know whether this I mean I definitely he's definitely saying that it's something to do with him as opposed to her so he's not you know putting on her that yeah. she's you know well I mean, well, I mean he is, is kind really of- isn't he <laughs> putting something else on her definitely he's trying to be nice to her yeah he's basically saying that she's she's um around okay. around town um, we will not actually spend any more time on this we will come back when we have an update and a paternity test because I'm assuming that we're not going to if we're getting this much we're going to get the full hog oh for sure there's no I way so. uh, David we still are going to be talking all about Whoopi Goldberg and her fears for humanity under AI we're also going to be talking about Wrexham FC which I never thought that we would willingly be bringing into Sunday service but I'm obsessed and also the dirty word that is Love Island <laughs> Let's get straight into it. Whoopi Goldberg and AI and all of her fears. You are a huge fan of The View. I am a huge fan of The View. I consume like all kind of American, I suppose, chat show telly via TikTok. I just get the best clips like Drew Barrymore's show, like her show, Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've never watched it in its entirety, but you are like sit down hook it to my veins yeah episodes every day and for anyone who doesn't know uh, The View is the original formatted Loose Women really it's the, okay. it's the original Loose Women it's 1999 it started it was the first panel show of all women um, it was bound for disaster they said you know it wasn't going to be anything and now it's been running for 26 years it's incredible <laughs> and I love it and Whoopi Goldberg is the anchor of this show so she leads the conversation and Whoopi has been very outspoken in previous years about her disdain for how quickly are we are moving with technology and has been openly uh, open about the way she puts tape over all of the cameras on her devices in her home she's like I don't want anybody being able to see to be fair so I always used to think that people were crackers doing this but like even Mark Zuckerberg does it yeah I mean that's really saying something isn't it that <laughs> Elon is, Musk does as well doesn't he yeah I mean that is really really saying something anyway she in a discussion this week on the show uh, AI was brought up now we have spoken about AI and 2FM quite a lot recently <laughs> everyone's been bloody talking yeah, about us. to be fair we have yeah and um she said she just spoke out about it basically and said that she just doesn't understand it was a reference to a court case where it was used in a court case and she's like what on earth would a solicitor be doing referencing and using AI in a case and Sonny Hostin who's on the panel she is a trained uh, lawyer and she said it's just so bizarre to me because any case studies now you can just get from like Google but obviously a solicitor should really know what they're talking about yeah. as well not be using AI also if I'm paying you a lot of money I want to make sure that you've done your research well, exactly. that you haven't gone on to chat GBT like the rest of us like I could do that exactly and they reference it like this reporter was chatting to AI recently and like she want, she told him to leave his wife that she loved him more and that she could help him do all these things like there's all this sort of and I think it's very telling when people like you know Elon Musk and all are saying that it's not impossible for us to be out to be wiped out by AI I think it's really important that we we you know well, John John on the show, producer John John here, decided to do a Canadian AI version of me. Have a little listen to this and see which thing. He actually just randomly sent this into our WhatsApp group about two weeks ago for the crack. And I was so confused. Just let, let me know what you think. Hey, this isn't Laura Fox, but um, I'm pretending to be Laura Fox. Join the real Laura Fox this Saturday from 9 
where she will be playing chat roulette with the one only Tom Grennan and also giving you the chance to go to Forbidden Fruit. Do you know what? Oh, that's that is? terrifying. <laughs> Do you know what my favorite part about that is? Is the fact that it sounds like me if I turned into an iPad kid. If I <laughs> if I was watching a lot of like telly and I grew up and I got this weird twangy like Dublin four Canadian thing going on. It's Matt, and he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm just tweaking with this. I'll come back and I can get it into an Irish accent." I was like, "Please don't. Please I don't. actually kind of want to stay in a job." Do you know? I mean, that's the problem as well. Is that you know, I, I had this discussion with someone recently about how. I'm not supportive of AI coming involved in theatre. It's bad enough we have ABBA as holograms, you know what I mean? I don't need anybody taking over any more jobs in the performing arts industry or radio. Stay back. I mean, to be fair, it does sound a little bit like you. It does, a tiny bit. That's what's the the tone, The tone of it. Hi, I'm Laura Fox, but I'm not Laura Fox. Oh, my God. I'm also, like, so weird. That's what I sound like. But anyways, that is our risk on AI at the minute. John John's laughing, but, like, he's not done yet. Like, he's <laughs> planned to do an entire show like this. Um, our next story today, uh, again, Wrexham FC. Honestly, when this came out first, I was like, whatever, another football gig. I'm not into Drive to Survive. I'm not getting behind all these things. Upset. I love this so much. Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McEnany. Like, they are after donating five grand towards a charity football match happening in Wrexham. Unbelievable stuff. They have. I mean, I can't believe I'm talking about football on the radio. I mean, I feel like... Mar- I actually can't believe Mar- you're Morrissey. talking about football. I know. <laughs> I, this will prove that I'll do anything for Laura Fox. Anything. <laughs> so, yeah, they donated £5,000, which is about €5,200, to a charity football match between Wrexham Police Football Club and Football Club United of Wrexham. And their match is on July 1st. And this is after they already donated to other charities charities before mm-hmm. they're really getting behind this this community you know not just the football club but beyond and it's amazing because all the funds go to the children's ward in the Wrexham hospital and I just think that's a legendary way to go and I think the two lads are trying to prove their worth as it were well they're really trying to prove the fact that they didn't just come in to buy this random football club for shits and giggles essentially they're there to be part of the community they're actually building it up if you watch the television show you will know that they are fully invested and everybody there is obsessed with them because they have brought so much to their community and in the UK especially like their soccer clubs and their football clubs they're, they're huge parts of their identities and yeah. like I mean like you know the riots over them it's yeah fans get so obsessed about who owns their clubs madness so yeah look I think that they're unbelievable and I'm obsessed with them David right before we go what is happening tomorrow all as if I don't know it's Love Island Love Island <laughs> biggest day of the year for everyone Love Island is kicking off it's summer Love Island so we're back in Majorca Majorca uh, my jam is back and they have revealed all the contestants and of course there's an Irish gal I was going to say we don't care about anybody else except for this gal when I flirt I just have to give people the eyes so I've basically been single for ever it's quite bad <laughs> all I do is situationships my perfect man is anything that basically breeds <laughs> you make me laugh I'll probably fall in love with you <laughs> probably fall in love with you I always feel so bad for them I've said this so many times before having to do those bits to camera and these oh yeah in situationships because you're there for an entertainment factor but you also just sound like a bit of a pleb but we are fully backing Catherine and I I'm dying to see her going to the villa. I can't wait to see who she's going to be coupled up with. And let me tell you, she's a stunning oh, girl. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh my God, she's beautiful. And I'm just so excited. There's one guy actually said, um, 
uh, yeah, so I have problems with commitment. And I was like, you're going to show called Love Island. <laughs> My God. He doesn't have commitment issues or brand deals. That's yes. where it falls short. I know. David O'Reilly, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Also, enjoy the kickoff of Love Island tomorrow. And I'll see you back here next week. See you next week, Bye. Laura. Oh. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM.